This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, let's go uh, mic check on Suit Your Boy. Mic check, one, two, three, four. I'm off my game. Well, yeah. Yep. Morgan Freeman says, please, let's talk about Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. You know, I was going to say that fall is the best time of the year to get to a hardware store, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store, but there's really, you know, for garage logicians, there really is no bad time of the year to get to a Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store. But autumn is a cru- uh, crucial time, and Fratelloni's will take care of you with all your uh, outdoor chores and needs. Uh, they're bringing you this podcast, which is Garage Logic Podcast number 25. October 16th, 2018. Record low on this date in downtown Garage Logic, yeah. 23 degrees in 1953 and 86 degrees in 1938. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with rookie on production, Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Did you, uh, are, you, are, we, are we having the prof on? Professor John Abraham yeah. from the University of St. Thomas. Oh, that's right. You were going to reach out to him. I did. We talked. We emailed. Oh, good. What time's he on? Uh, he's not, he's re, he's re, He's declining. What? He's declining the invitation. On what grounds? Uh, he just can't make it work. I mean, he's busy. He's got classes. Sure. Well, I, I know. Yeah, I, but that's I, a. Yeah, pr- but we could tape any time. We're uh, we're a podcast. We could record early in the morning, midday, late at night. Plus, yeah. the topic of discussion is, uh, boy, that's talk about uh, current events. That's as current as it gets. Well, I called him after the show, as I promised yesterday, and I reached him, and he said, uh, and I invited him on. Yeah. And he said, let me check my schedule. I'll mm-hmm. call you right back. Right. Which is code for, <laughs> let me think of an excuse. Well, he didn't call me back. So uh, later in the afternoon, I emailed him. I went to his email address and I said, John, uh, you were going to call me. And then he said, uh, well, then he emailed me. Well, I did write you back at, at your Pioneer Press email and I had to tell him I'm, I'm hardly ever there. Sure. And I gave him my home uh, email and he... Uh, he emailed me there. He's, he was cordial as hell. Uh, and here's what he wrote. Thanks for the call today. Regretfully, I am going to decline your podcast interview, but I appreciate the offer. So there you are. Mm-hmm. A polite reply. <clears throat> well, but, what are you going to do? All I can do is ask. But here's the problem. Whether it's this yeah, but let's I, Let's not jump on this guy. I'm not I going to. I think it's a problem with everybody. I, I, that's, that's what, that was going to be my point. <laughs> Whether, and we always get, you know, when we're posting and we're getting comments from and feedback from listeners, which is great. Well, why don't you have him on? Well, God, we'd love to. Whether it's, you know, we just talked about Eric Paulson a couple days ago. We reach out to all these people. Here. But they all hide behind, oh, I just don't have the time. I had great questions. I had great questions for him. Uh, What were you going to ask him? Maybe I can answer for him. I was talking to uh, my brother about this. Let's say you're on board with the idea that uh, human behavior is going to result in a a, a – 
calamitous future. Calamitous. So therefore, you have to believe, essentially, that humans are controlling the climate. There's a Wizard of Oz-like... Okay, uh, (laughs) so why wouldn't... Why wouldn't there be a positive spin put on that? In other words, isn't it in our human nature to take a problem, but we're calling it a problem, but why isn't it being looked at as an opportunity? If you really believe this, if you believe that because you drove your minivan to, to, to a place of employment today, that you've somehow contributed to a, to a future of, of calamity, why don't we figure out what we're doing uh, you know, throw a little rainfall over Beijing when they're having bad air. Uh, so, so you're saying war, warm us up a little in January when it's 30 below. What, what, I, I'm not being facetious. Yeah. I'm saying if if you really subscribe to the idea that you as an individual human being are uh, causing what you believe to be a calamitous future, why aren't we trying to figure out how to uh, uh, improve it? Well, that would be calling them out, saying— Okay, if you believe this, why why can't we do positive things? Why is it always negative? And the That's other thing, question. the other thing I would have liked to point it out. That, see, the the reason we wanted Professor Abraham on is because I'm going to paraphrase. He uh, was quoted uh, as saying, "Elections have consequences, and if you and again, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but if, and if you vote for Republicans, uh, you're going to get what you deserve, essentially, which is a hurricane." So he, I, I really wanted to, uh, really wanted to have a civil discussion. But do you really? You have a doctorate degree. Do you really believe that it makes a difference which political party is is holding a Senate seat or a congressional seat? No. Okay, uh, but then we could have further pointed out. That we're safe in Minnesota. From hurricanes, yeah. Because we only elect liberals. We only elect Democrats. We're safe. There'll be no climate change. Based on his peculiar thinking, we're safe. I got an email to that regard from Howard. Since uh, senatorially speaking, climate deniers are rare in Minnesota. Minnesota has a rich tradition of politicians from the DFL electorate that have established that we as a state believe in climate change and we wring our hands in reverence. There was a brief denier dalliance with Norm Coleman, but the true believers were not to be silenced. There is no denying the wisdom, logic, and truth of Professor Abraham from St. Thomas. It follows then that because our senators believe in climate change and their voting habits reflect this, we here in Minnesota are safe from its ravages. (laughs) Prior to Professor Abraham's revelation, I had no idea the depth of our senator's magnanimity. I tremble to imagine surviving without their divine protection. Good grief and good luck, Howard Claris. Thank you, Howard. Okay. And then this is a beauty, too. Rachel writes, Today, meaning yesterday, you shared the article by the teacher at St. Thomas about climate change, and you asked what he is doing differently to prevent hurricanes. Well, I didn't get to ask him that. I would love That was another thing I would love to have explored. You know, what, what, what do you have us do, right? Right. Okay, anyway. Uh, I have a nephew, a grad student at Georgetown in physics, a brilliant young man. He posted a video on Facebook several months ago about his distress over climate change. He was almost shaking because of the reality of this concept and the devastation that would result. But as a way of coping, he posted the three things he was doing to prevent climate change and thus the end of the world. You ready? Yes. Number one, he was re- using reusable shopping bags. Okay. Which we have learned are more harmful than plastic. Right. Number two, he was going to compost. Uh, oh. 
Okay. Okay, your grass and things or food? I don't know. Yep. And number three, he was changing to the LED bulbs. And uh, Rachel writes, I feel so much better now. The world is safe. Yeah, I think we're, I think the hurricane could have been much worse. You know what I'm doing about it? <laughs> what are you doing about it? Nothing. I'm doing exactly what I've always done, yeah. which is to be essentially sensible. Returnable beer bottles. Not a bad idea. That's what I'm doing. Well, that, oh, by the way. Thank you. By the way. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Just a minute. Oh, wait, is this What do we do with them now? We just recycle them, right? Just a minute. They just get crushed up and... They become airplanes, don't they? I I, I didn't mean to get you off topic. You didn't. Beer may be among the casualties of climate change. What? I saw that. Thanks to its main ingredient, barley, struggling to grow during droughts and extreme heat, according to a new study... Supplies of the most consumed alcoholic beverage in the world will suffer and prices will soar. Wow. <laughs> so if other effects of climate change like rising temperatures and more oh. severe storms aren't enough to get everyone's attention, maybe this it's, will. It's unacceptable. It's just something needs to be done about this. Oh, immediately. Rump, immediately. Rump. Harump. Harump. For harump. the study published yesterday in the scientific journal Nature Plants, scientists used best and worst case scenario uh, uh, climate scenarios and looked at their effects on crops and economics. We find that these extreme events may cause substantial decreases in barley yields worldwide. Oh, that's terrible. Mm. Average yield loss range from 3% to 17%, depending on the severity of conditions. Decreases in the global supply of barley. That, this, now, those are fart, uh, okay. farting, farting fighting words. words. <laughs> now, wait just a bleeping minute here. Yeah, beer show. It's fine and dandy if you want to go on my television set and ruin every news outlet in America mm-hmm. with storm coverage here and there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But leave my damn beer alone. Yeah. Beer, beer is off limits. A man can change the future of beer. Although not the most concerning impact of future climate change, climate I'm not paying any attention to you. I know, that's okay. <laughs> Although not the most concerning impact of future climate change, climate-related weather extremes may threaten the availability and economic accessibility of beer. Okay, not done. Okay, more on beer or more on? Because you can turn this into two segments if you want. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Did you read? Uh, I bet John Height did because he reads the newspaper. Johnny Height just stepped out for a second. Where did he go? He just got here. Well, no, he just had lunch. to grab something. He didn't. I think it's lunch. He'll be back in a second. We have the <laughs> hyper-alarming study oh. showing a massive insect loss. Hyper-alarming. That means above alarming. It's major dengue. Right. It's Ma- like right. major dengue. That is like major dengue. Okay, but curiously enough, I, I had a question. And again, uh, uh, John Abraham would have, I'm serious, he would have been able to help me understand this story okay. and answer it. Uh, insects around the world are in crisis. Yep. Let me stop right there. I, I'm uh, certainly willing to understand that insects have a role in the ecological string of life. Yes. That they play a role in, although I've always wondered about ticks, what possible role do they play? Correct, you have. Right. Uh, and so I take that under advisement. I, I realize, yes, you, you probably can't have a world free of insects. Right. They, they mean something. We learned how much bees do over the years at the state We're fair. We're pro-bee, aren't right. we? Right, 100%. We love the bees. Yep. Love those bees. Yep. But the average person in the United States, if, in fact, they would even bother to read this, do you think they would give a rat's patoot that insects are in crisis? No. 
I, I don't I don't personally, know who would. Personally, I don't even step on insects. If there's one in the house, I take it outside. That's really bizarre. I know. That's bizarre I, 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 behavior. That's just me. That's just me. You're I don't mind. Um, I'm such a crunchy conservative. Yeah. I don't mind dismissing a, a bug. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, but let me tell you what. Let me see. You know where they discovered this or where they studied this? In Puerto Rico. Of all places. Well, didn't Puerto Rico just undergo a very significant hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it stand to reason that you maybe lost some bugs? Uh, you would think so. What the hell? There's, there's no mention of that in there. What do you think is mentioned? Uh, that uh, man-made climate change or global warming has uh, put these insects off their game. In 2014, an international team of biologists estimated that in the past 35 years, the abundance of invertebrates such as beetles and bees decreased by 45%. In places where every, every bee queen in the last couple of years has told us we're okay with bees. I'm going with State Fair Bee Queen over some unnamed the honey princess. researcher. I'm yes. going with the honey princess. Yes, they know what's Didn't going on. Didn't the current honey princess tell us bees are fine right now? Yes, you heard that as, as recently as late August. Did yeah. you ask the honeybee uh, if they made both male and female bees? <laughs> I didn't get to that. Oh. Whoops. Uh, in queen. places where long-term insect data are available, mainly in Europe, <laughs> insect numbers are plummeting. A study last year showed a 76% drop in flying insects in the past few decades in German nature preserves. Uh the latest report, published Monday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, shows that the problem extends to the Americas. The authors implicate climate change in the loss of tropical invertebrates. So you got, you're only going to lose beer. You're going to lose ants. Mm. Gnats. Gnats. Horseflies. Oh, horseflies. See, now you're naming the ones that are nuisances. Mosquitoes. Major nuisance. Ticks. Another. Emerald ash borer beetle. Another. See, a lot of them are a pains in the rear end. Nowhere in this story, uh, which is completely focused on a study in a very uh, famous park, a national park in Puerto Rico, El Yunque. El Yunque. Uh, nowhere, uh, <laughs> nowhere is it mentioned that might the hurricane have had something to do with the depletion of bugs. I think that should at least uh, w would be worth a mention. Would, wouldn't you think? Yes, that would be worth a mention for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lovely day here in Garage Logic. Yeah, it is. I mean, we went out to get the papers this morning. You didn't freeze to death. <laughs> you didn't think hockey practice was going to start. Plus, you saw the sun. Here, I saw, I, we haven't seen the sun for a while. I saw a term. Uh, I, I never miss... Uh, I never read it when, when the man was alive, but ever since I've learned about who Charles Schultz was and what he was up to, I've never missed, uh, what the hell is it called? Peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Well, I never, boy, missed, it. I never, never missed, missed it once. <laughs> right. Short term. What the hell is it called? Yeah, right short term it. blip there. Yep. Uh, and today I heard a word I hadn't heard in years. Uh, Snoopy is the world famous hockey player getting ready to go out on the ice in the last frame is, and remember, no raising. Remember that term? No <laughs> yes. raising. No raising. No the raising puck. the puck. And I hadn't <laughs> seen that term in ages. And it brought a smile to the mayor's face. Yeah. And Charles Schultz would be a uh, a hockey guy. He was. He built his own rink out there. And 
Help, help me understand something. Okay. Uh, and I haven't followed this story because I find Elizabeth Warren's uh, political ideology insufferable, <laughs> and, and I don't pay her much mind. Why has she been so desperate to prove, as she thinks she has, that she has Native American ancestry? What what was was it? Was she gaining something financially from that? Is that how she got a it, gig teaching? Yes, or? teaching she, at Harvard. Yeah, really, she was that was seen as part of their uh, diversity, diversity on their faculty because she was teaching there. Well, they got uh, to claim they had a Cherokee. Yeah, nation that they had member. a Native American. Are you member kidding me? On the faculty and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had a DNA test taken. Uh huh. This world is yeah, something else. Oh, honest to God, help me. It's yeah. The whole political world is ridiculous. Oh at the my moment. God! It's just ridiculous. Oh, I know. We're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody want to run? Yeah. Uh, speaking of whom, uh, Karen Housley, for example. We'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. Today, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, after Senator Elizabeth, well, it's a precautionary tale. Uh, well, we'll get to okay. it. Okay. After uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren released DNA test results showing a distant Native American heritage, the Cherokee Nation dismissed the idea that such a test could determine her tribal affiliation, the uh, Daily Oklahoman reported. Warren has claimed connection to the Cherokee and Delaware tribes, but the Cherokee Nation says Warren's claims are undermining tribal interests. So it's backfiring on this sea hag. <laughs> They're saying, don't do us any favors. Exactly. We're, we're exactly. good. Hey, hey, we got it. We're good here. Using a DNA test <clears throat> to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. See, they didn't have to use uh, the statement from Cherokee Nation Secretary of State. <clears throat> Secretary of State Chuck Hoskin Jr. read, Chuck, you had it. You didn't need to say inappropriate. You covered it with the word wrong. Uh, Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage, the statement said. In response to President Trump's mockery of her claims of Native American heritage, you know, you can make the argument that these these adults should act more like adults. But if there was anything worth mocking, it was this ridiculous claim that she was sitting around a campfire smoking a peace pipe every night. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. In response to President Trump's mockery of her claims of Native American heritage, Warren was enli- Warren was enlisted Warren enlisted Stanford genetics professor Carlos Bustamante to give her a test. The result was that a great majority of Warren's identifiable ancestry is European, but the test also identified five genetic segments as Native American origin and high confidence. The facts suggest that you absolutely have a Native American ancestor in your pedigree, Bustamante, told Warren. The Cherokee Nation, however, was not convinced or approving of this nonsense. That doesn't say it says this test. Mm. Here's their statement. A DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests do not even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America. Sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship, and while DNA tests can be used to determine lineage, such as paternity to an individual, is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. 
Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. Warren responded on Twitter, saying she never tried to claim tribal affiliation. She just said she was Native American. <clears throat> she windmilled herself. <laughs> she can't possibly—she's a, a progressive, leftist, socialist, Marxist, mysterian. She can't take on the Cherokee Nation. No, there's no— She's been like admonished. She's been admonished now. Lady, your trick blew up in your face. You can have a war with Trump all you want, but let's see you take on Native Americans right. and, and claim that, yes, I am too, one of you. Good right. luck to you. Hell, yeah. The hell you are, lady. <laughs> you got her. What up? What yep. does the world come to? Well, <laughs> you know, I think I'm Portuguese. Really? I, I, I think a part. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I'm sticking with polls. Wait a minute. Maybe she's the part that Royce thinks he is. What was he? No, he only thinks he is because he wants some casino. Wants That's right. right. He thought he was Middlewalkin and Sue. He's not true to his... Uh, I am part. <clears throat> this, I think that Warren did us all a favor, uh, did the nation a favor, by uh, putting, uh, uh, subjecting herself to this utter nonsense. Did she really think she was going to be able to hold up some sort of scrolled document and say, <laughs> see, see... <laughs> I'm a Native yeah, American. She did. I You're think one she did. one millionth of a thousandth millionth millionth. <laughs> right. Who the hell isn't? <laughs> I'm, I don't know if I I've am. never had any. Uh, I've never. I, is, I'm a, a curious fellow by nature. Yeah. I've never once wondered about ancestry. Why? Really? Well, well it's terribly evident. It's, I, it's I, McHale, McQuillan, <laughs> and uh, uh, Sharkey. It's all Irish. Except for the uh, for the French who snuck. Guy in that there. lived close to the uh, <laughs> yeah. the French border. Yeah. Yeah. I went and had the test done. Why? I was, What's I the was point? curious. Well, well, what did you wonder... find out? Are you part Native American? No, there's no Native American. Uh, what was the biggest surprise for you? Um, there was none really. That's I, my no. point. What did you think? What were you hoping to discover? Well, I just wondered. That Will if, Rogers was your great, 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 great <laughs> no. uncle? I was just curious if there was anything besides, you know, German and European uh, blood. And there's just a tiny little bit. Of, but not Of much. what? Uh, well, Any commie stuff? No commie stuff. It's a German, German, Russian, uh, France, Spain, and uh, that's about it, actually. Mm -hmm. So all my ancestors came from Europe. So you wasted 30 bucks. Yeah, it was more than 30. I never even knew a grandfather. <laughs> I never knew a grandfather. Much uh -huh. less a great grandfather. Oh, they died same, early. Same, yeah. Same Wait a minute. Me, yeah. What did it run you? If uh, you don't mind saying, I, I think it was usually they're a hundred. I think I got it for fifty nine ninety nine. What, what they had a deal? Yeah, where, exactly. where do you go for the they, deal DNA they had a, test? They had a hey, deal. discount. Group there's, there's, group like, there's four discount ancestry.com. <laughs> there's four big companies. We that kind do of it. find out where you're from. <laughs> we give it a good effort. <laughs> There's four companies that do it, main companies, and I went to one of them. I don't, you, you, know, know. you know what they say for $59.95? We come pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah, right. No, discount ancestry, close enough. Close, close enough. enough. Deluxe close model, enough. we're going to go one generation deeper. We'll find out well, where. Well, John, did you have to mail in some blood or something? Uh, you do. You swab your cheek. Oh, for people. <laughs> no, no, All they get from me is a bunch None of dead, of sunburned skin. No, the inside of your, your mouth. Oh, the inside oh, of your okay. mouth. I ain't then, doing this. And then. <laughs> no, not that, Rook. No, no that's not required? That's okay. That's not required. Gotcha. Whoa. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah just check on the genes again. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, though, that it also, as part of it, you can uh, trace back your lineage, which I've done on, on one of my grandma's sides, and I've gone back to 1600. So that's kind of, to me, that's interesting. No, Rook, no. Oh. 
No. Was she a pilgrim? Genetics. Nope. Uh, she was. Uh, it's all German, German, grandma. Russia, basically. Yeah, old Every, grandma, huh? Everybody's from Germany. <laughs> they, had to, they had to write you back saying, "No, Mr. Height, we just need to swab the inside of your cheek. You don't need to send any more." <laughs> oh God. Well, let's get back to Warren. Here, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. How, how can any reasonable person look at her and believe that she's a, a, a credible candidate to hold any office? Joe, what do you know who our president is? <laughs> Yeah, How well, could people have looked at it? Well, that's a great point. <laughs> although, although Trump, there was a great piece in the, uh, I think it was in the Pioneer Press Sunday. Uh, Trump has delivered on virtually every promise he ever made. He's come through. He has? Mm-hmm. D- don't get me off the track with Warren, oh. John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. How can any credible? No. <laughs> Trump's never claimed to be an Indian. <laughs> Right? You got that going for him. That's true. That's true. He never claimed to be a Native American. That's true. God, there was another film of him today. Uh, Apparently, he and the wife are going down to Florida. Yes. Raining to beat hell. Yep. And he's hogging the umbrella. He's an umbrella hogger. I noticed that. He's an umbrella hog. Yes. Really? She's getting drenched, and he's dry as a... That's where she stands right in the middle, and you might get some on your shoulders, but you're you're just one job. Did you guys see the Saturday Night Live skit of Kanye visiting the White House? Yes, I did. (laughs) Oh, my God. I missed it. Yeah. And I think it's Kenan Thompson playing Jim Brown. Because they do the the silent with what they're thinking in their head. It was pretty good. Do you remember when Saturday Night Live was funny? You're right. It isn't. It's just a political show now, like all late night talk it, shows. It Any is. Black Jeopardy. Um, that's pretty good. Is, is hilarious. That no matter what, that's always funny. Well, Bill Murray would, you know, he he just had the time of his life doing that stuff with Gilda Radner, and oh it, gosh, it wasn't it wasn't. But uh, comedy's so much different now than it was back then. Yeah, it's not funny. Are we? Is that Gilda show out? She's is there a dead. documentary? Or? No, no, yeah, it's a it's a show. Hmm. I don't know it's something about, about it. it's Gilda. I, I forget what it's. I don't know if it's a movie in the theaters or if it's going to be on released on Showtime or something, oh. Netflix. Well, you've been hearing the voice of Johnny Height, which can only mean we're getting a John Height newscast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. You know what I did last night? Oh. I sought permission to use Foo Fighters music. Oh. Because I've told you before, their manager right. is a very good friend of mine. Yep. Uh, before we get to uh, uh, the news, is Reavers in there? Yes, sir. Where are we on uh, Holcomb's uh, latest efforts? Oh, it's posted online. Well, is, which one is posted? Oh, this one's, this one's the fall colors. Because he just sent a Pedro Luca one. I know too. he did. This is, uh, I know he did. We're the only podcast lucky enough to have an artist in residence. So the uh, the fall colors I posted uh, late yesterday, uh, it's on the Garage Logic page, garagelogic.com. You go to the features section, just scroll down, and you'll find GL Comics, and it's how the the fall colors come to you. When am I going to have the author's corner available? Uh, I was hoping to get it done before Sanford was on the show. I'm at the mercy of other members of our staff. Um, It is coming soon. That sounds really close to an excuse. (laughs) Wow. That's excuse-like. You nailed it. Yeah. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Law enforcement officials say they're investigating a couple of alleged attacks on Minnesota political candidates. A Republican candidate for Minnesota House in District 15B, Shane Meekland, said he suffered a concussion when he was attacked while campaigning at a restaurant in St. George Township 
last Friday. Why? What happened? Uh, Benton County Sheriff Troy Heck said his office is investigating the alleged assault. Meekland said his assailant made remarks that suggested the attack was politically motivated. Apparently, they uh, were discussing things in a, a nightclub, a tavern, a bar. I see. And uh, he says the guy just cold cocked him out of the blue. So, In another case in Plymouth, Representative Sarah Anderson said a man punched her in the arm after she confronted him about kicking some of her yard signs on Sunday. Anderson says police have tentatively identified mm. the man that she captured on her cell phone. They plan to interview him Tuesday. Well, the St. Paul Steers close to the Capitol set to shut its doors. <laughs> Acreage on the outskirts of downtown could soon be up for grabs by developers. Oh, God. Well, what would you replace Sears with? I mean, what a, what a landmark. 187,000 square foot store. And the surrounding 17 acres, which is mostly parking lots, sits west of the Capitol grounds. It's been considered for years to be one of St. Paul's prime properties for potential redevelopment. Uh, With the announcement Monday that Sears had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and would close the St. Paul store along with more than 140 other underperforming locations, speculation swirled on the future of the site with several developers guessing that a mixed-use project could replace the site. Lee Kruger's president of the St. Paul Port Authority. He said it's a billboard location. He predicted numerous developers would likely be interested in the site. Therefore, the Port Authority wouldn't need to get involved. I wonder if the city has any plans or the state. I wonder if they're going to have a big tool sale is what I wonder. Well, They, they would have to, right? I, I, yeah, they're not going to throw this stuff away. I have distinct memories of going to with my mom to Sears to get a shirt or a suit or something like that. And walking in, and the first thing you smelled mm-hmm. was that concession stand making popcorn right by the escalators. Yeah. It's That's very a, pleasant. Food-based memory. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, it can only apply to height because you uh-huh. two are too young. <clears throat> yeah. oh, try me. Well, do you think growing up there were Montgomery Ward's people and Sears people? I, I have hmm. a distinct memory of dealing only with Ward's. And they both had catalogs, right? correct? Big right. catalogs. Yeah. Boy, I, you know, I there know. were Ford and Chevy people. I yeah. wonder if there were people who, who their allegiance was to one or the other. Yeah, I'm too. I remember You're probably going to both. right. Yeah, I would think. I remember going to both too. Like Rook, uh, my mother. But it's like a both. Costco or a Sam's Club. I mean, I just salivated over uh, over stuff like the motor scooters and and uh, boats oh, yeah. and what mo- and the and they, they they both had big sections of Model A and Model T parts and and. Hmm. But I don't have a memory of ever going to Sears. It opened in 63 mm-hmm. at, at that downtown St. Paul location. Okay. Wards was out on University Avenue since the beginning of time. Yep. And I, did a Sears store precede the one uh, built in 63? Look it up, Reavers. Was Sears there a St. Paul <laughs> Sears store prior to the development of the uh, Sears store that opened in 1963? There had to have been. Because yeah, when did Sears, must have Sears been, Roebuck, yeah. that one on... Uh, Uni- or uh, Lake Street, wasn't that yeah. about 1918? I don't know when Sears started. Oh, that's right. That was a giant flagship, wasn't it? Yeah, that was their. I think that was their warehouse or their um, dist- DC distribution center. Hmm. Well, in any event, uh, I- I'm wondering if there were Ward's people <clears throat> and Sears people. Okay, I'm, I'm uh, betting there were. Logistics question for you on Sears and J.C. Penney and Montgomery Ward. Yeah. When that catalog came Ooh. out. Yeah. And was delivered by via mail, I would assume. Yes. It was so popular. Didn't just about everybody get that? What sure. did the mail guy yeah. do that day? I don't know. 
Because those things were they not were heavy. light. They were heavy, yep. That, you know, we were talking, strangely enough, at my house about this because of Sears, that the JCPenney catalog is a gigantic warm memory for me because I was right in that wheelhouse. First thing you do is look at the toy section with 80 yes. pages long. Yes. And you'd circle stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at a list. building that says the Sears Roebuck and Company that looks like it's in the 1800s. It's a it's a building. Is that what you're after? I'm just I'm just wondering. Uh, did the store that opened in 1963 mm-hmm. did it replace a, a, a store? Did it replace a store on that site? Uh, Ward's always owned University Avenue, but then here came Sears in '63, also planting themselves on, on University Avenue. All I'm wondering is, and I don't think we should spend a lot of time on it. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if there was a Sears store that preceded the one that was built and opened for 1963. You're talking locally. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. In, in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know they own Encyclopedia Britannica? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. All State Insurance. Enough. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Keith Ellison is petitioning the State Court of Appeals <clears throat> to keep his divorce file sealed until he and his former wife are given a chance to redact what he calls confidential information. You mean until after the election? From the documents it contains. The file expected to be unsealed Wednesday after a district court order last Friday. The petition filed Monday by Ellison, the DFL candidate for attorney general, and his ex-wife, Kim Ellison, seeks to delay that order, arguing it gave them no chance to protect sensitive medical and financial information before it becomes public. Moreover, they argue the referee is on vacation and unable to address their request to protect certain documents. The motion follows allegations by Ellison's ex-girlfriend, Karen Monahan that he tried to drag her off a bed during an argument in 2016. He denies the allegations the referee had ruled in response to a legal effort to unseal the divorce file by the Star Tribune and Alpha News. I have a question. Hmm? If there is material in this divorce record uh, as sensitive as Ellison fears it might be, why in the hell don't you just take yourself out of the running? It seems to be a modern phenomenon that no matter what charge is made against you, it doesn't deter you from plowing forward. Especially if you're on the left. No one has any shame. I don't know what's in Ellison's divorce file, but but he's sufficiently enough worried about it that he's trying to prevent its release. Even though in Minnesota those are public documents. Right. All right. If there's something in there that, that is so thoroughly embarrassing to the human condition, whether it be for him or his wife, why in the hell wouldn't you be a man and say, you know what, it's not worth it? I'm going to get a good uh, lobbyist job. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just go back to practicing law. <laughs> I'll see you later. What what the hell? Doesn't he? The, recently, there was a guy in St. Cloud who did drop out because uh, he, he experienced the uh, the allegation from a daughter that he yeah. had been inappropriate with her. You don't okay. have to foghorn me because that's the right word. Well, actually, he would have been wrong with her if her allegations are true. But he, he citing, not wanting to put anybody through the BS, he dropped out. I can't remember his name. That's the only recent example I can think of. He's your political Pedro Luca. Not well, really, because well, for all I know, well, he's guilty of yeah, what he was yeah. accused of. <laughs> Pedro Luca's a hero. Of right, me. right, yeah. hero. Senator Lindsey Graham said Tuesday on Fox News he wants to see Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman forced out of uh, his position 
After that disappearance of activist Jamal Khashoggi, Graham said this guy has got to go. Saudi Arabia, if you're listening, there are a lot of good people you can choose, but MBS has tainted your country and tainted himself. He added, the MBS figure is to me toxic. He can never be a world leader on the world stage. What's MBS? That's the nickname. Not Muhammad nickname, bin Saladin, exactly. whatever it is. Yes, yeah. yep. Khashoggi vanished two weeks ago during a visit to the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Turkish officials said they fear Khashoggi was killed and dismembered inside the consulate. Uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, police who searched the Saudi consulate say they found evidence that Khashoggi was killed there. Security forces began setting up barricades in front of the residence just hours after Council Mohammed Al-Otabi flew out of the country on a 2 p.m. flight. Saudi Arabia did not immediately acknowledge the council left the country. What killed Sears? Amazon? Yeah, don't you think? Well, I just read a... I don't know. Well, I, I read guess. a piece where in 93 they discontinued 85% of their catalog sales or whatever. Oh. I mean, I, they just didn't adapt, really? Is that oh. basically their story? And basically, catalog sales were... Yeah, they the had precursor to Amazon or yeah. online. They invented the whole <clears throat> concept. Boy, the excitement you, you experienced, though, ordering something at Ward's and then knowing the well, beehive of activity that was going on behind the scenes. Setting it forward. As your new bicycle or whatever was being brought down from the, the stacks and put into the back room and then wheeled out into the showroom. And it, it was quite an experience. Very uh, 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 Gene Shepard-esque. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Paul Allen, who co-founded uh, Microsoft with childhood friend Bill Gates prior to becoming a billionaire philanthropist, died Monday in Seattle at the age of 65. He had been battling non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. As soon as the news spread, a flurry of tributes and statements were released. Gates, remembering Allen as one of his oldest and dearest friends and personal computing, would not have existed without him. Allen also received tributes from numerous athletes. He was owner of the Seattle Seahawks and Portland Trailblazers. The music world also chiming in with comments from the likes of Quincy Jones. Allen was an avid music fan and benefactor, founding the Experience Music Project in 2000. He also owned various guitars of historical significance, including ones owned by Jimi Hendrix and Woody Guthrie. He was also uh, actually a pretty good guitar player. He could play? On his own. He could play very well. Oh. Yeah, very well. Did you ever interview him for I the did magazine? Never, never yep. did, no. Uh, police... Makes you realize that a billion bucks doesn't do you any good if you're dying at 65. 65, right. yeah. That's just, ugh. Yeah. Uh, police are working to confirm. But there is a ray of hope. What's that? His yacht will quit destroying the coral reef in the, uh, <laughs> yes. in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> police are working to confirm that two high school students were part of a morbid plan. Uh, police say they're looking into the possibility that the student made cookies mixed with human remains huh. and gave them to what? unknowing classmates to eat. Several students ate the cookies at Da Vinci High School that police suspect may have included the ashes of one of the students' grandparents. The police say the cookies in question were... Wow. Were Boy, this cookie tastes old. <laughs> <laughs> police say the cookies in question were sugar cookies that the student brought to campus and handed out to at least nine students. Davis Police Lieutenant Paul Doroshov says he's never seen a case like this. He said, quote, no... This is a weird one. Mm -hmm. I've not heard of anyone getting sick, though, or anybody being harmed as far as physically or physiologically by this. So this is a school that will still allow you to bring baked goods into the, into the classroom. Yeah. Not anymore. John, do you have the story of the murdered couple in Wisconsin and their disappeared daughter? I do not. Are you aware I, of that story? Oh, yes. Uh, what in God's name is yeah. that? That sounds like in cold blood. It's, it sounds like uh, something out of Truman Capote. The latest, I don't know if you guys have heard the latest, uh, there was a report that she was seen in Miami. I saw that. Which would have oh. been a, a drive of, you know, 
nonstop drive, I guess, basically. Right. For 36 uh, hours. They haven't verified that it was actually her, but police uh, have said there was a corner where it appeared that she uh, was seen I, by So somebody. do we know what the police suspect? Do they suspect that these two were murdered by an acquaintance? Well, they're, all they're saying is they believe that she was taken at gunpoint. They're not saying anything else. What uh, the hell? And, they, and there was really... apparently a 911 call that <laughs> evening from the house. So uh, where the people, whoever called 911, they have not announced that yet, said they were in danger. So... All right. So that's all we got. I think it was Barron, Wisconsin. Yes. Wow. Correct. You're correct. Mm-mm. No, look at me. No. No. What? Rookie? No. No. John's, John's got to keep talking. Uh, President Trump. This, I thought this, you went uh, like this. Oh, no, no. Oh. I, was, I was looking at my glasses. Oh. <laughs> this is a, a, uh, <laughs> another uh, story where politics and everything is, it, it's just getting too bizarre. I'm sorry. What now? President Trump today calling adult film star Stormy Daniels horse face. Threatened to go after him after he won a court victory. Federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees. Uh, That's what uh, was tweeted. And then he said, I can now go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. Why the long face? (laughs) Why doesn't he just sit a couple plays out? Just just, quit talking. No. Tweet comes one day after a federal judge in California threw out Daniel's defamation lawsuit against Trump. Uh, Daniel's attorney, Michael Evan- Evanetti, responded by calling Trump a disgusting misogynist and a liar who uh, dishonored his family and country. Uh, for her part, uh, well, she got she got a little snarky back at him. She uh, tweeting, ladies and gentlemen, may I present your president in addition to his dot, 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 um, Dot, 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 area. shortcomings. Yeah. He has demonstrated his incompetence, hatred of women, and lack of self-control on Twitter mm. once again. What a time we live in when it's, uh, much yeah. of the Trump presidency has been a war between Trump and a third-rate porn actress. Yeah. Wow. Who's, America, do you, do you, 2018. Do you yeah. know any first-rate porn actresses? Well, that's a good Just point. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> Just curious. Yeah. How do you rate them? I don't I'm not them. sure. <laughs> I don't uh, watch pornography. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I know. I'm serious. I, that's, I, that's I find fine. it unnerving. That's, yeah. that's I find it I'm judging here. Like game shows. You're yeah, I, I don't like game shows. Right. They just make you yeah. Call me now. Yeah. You like porn? <laughs> game shows and porn. <laughs> game shows and porn give me an anxiety attack. How about you? Call me now. <laughs> I see you at the fair. Oh, my God. New York. Mark. We're doing a we're doing a Dark Star. Yes. yes. Dark yes. Star yes. would say. Call me now. Yeah, call me puppies now. on the school bus? Call me now. Call me now. See you one. What can these next 60 minutes do for me? <laughs> no topic not worth diving right. into. You put ketchup you on like your fries? You like four stars? You put ketchup on your fries? <laughs> that was well, a, that was a legitimate star. topic yes, one night. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Do you put ketchup on your fries? Well, I'm trying to introduce the notion where there are Ward's people and Sears people. But I think that's better than ketchup on French fries. I think fries. so, too. I think so. A little deeper. Yeah. You know the dark man got an hour out of ketchup on your oh, fries. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yes. Easy. At 11 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funniest one is when he oh. ripped Patrick. <laughs> he ripped Patrick a new one up and down. This, he's too crabby. This, and all the callers. And finally, yeah. Pat calls him in. And he's like, isn't it great? They hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I've told this before, but uh, when I first met him was with you guys. We, were we doing- invented this knucklehead. <laughs> We were at the Twins home opener, whatever year, yeah. down on the ball field. Yeah. And Dark came to say hi to you guys. Mm-hmm. And Patrick says, Dark, stay, say hi to Johnny Hyde. He's our news guy. He looks at me, looks away and goes, love your work, man. Sticks his hand out and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was so Dark Star. <laughs> love your work, man. <clears throat> uh, 
Do you want more, Joe? I got more. <sighs> no, because you're gonna have another newscast today. Okay. I um, yeah, sure. I, will. I have. I will tell you, and maybe we'll do this next hour, if or next uh, podcast hour. I have a major, <laughs> major uh, admission to make oh. regarding the next scale. Oh, the, you, you really can't get much lower than you already These are. are always the this, best. this is one. Uh, yeah, this one you need to down, uh, download the podcast and mm. tell everybody about. All it. right, just a moment. Yeah. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. Yesterday we were wondering about uh, the newest saint. Help me with his name. Uh, a saint, the cardinal. Salvador. Uh, um, Salvador. <laughs> uh, and, Salvador. And we were wondering, you know, didn't he have to do, no. where's his miracles? Right. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, yeah, because you didn't want it to be a card trick. But Bill Stein weighs in, and Bill will know. He he's uh, he's uh, uh, reputable uh, on these facts. Martyrs are not required to have the two true miracles uh. that other saints need for canonization. In other words, your martyrdom suffices. Okay. If you live a long life and don't get martyred, you got to come up with the two miracles. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Who who are we talking about yesterday? Shouldn't have taken either anybody that long to have found well, it. I'm realizing that he's really done a lot. We got uh, Manuel Miguez Gonzalez. No, Rook. <laughs> we got a little list of about 15. Pope Paul VI, Oscar. Oscar Romero, Pope Paul VI. Yep. Francesco Spinelli. No. Nope. Vincenzo Romano. No. Nope. Maria Cat. No. Ignacia Nazaria. He was from El Salvador. Uh, Roman Catholic priest. Uh, no. I can't believe this. You, you guys are terribly unreliable. There's seven of them. Uh, but there's only <laughs> one from El Salvador. Yeah, well, it doesn't give you. Here the... we go. I got it. Thank you, Jim. I got it. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. El Salvador. Oscar Anelfo Romero. That's, that's yeah. Oscar Romero. Oscar Romero. Galdamas. Yeah. Yeah. Galdamas. Well, that's an unfortunate last name. Galdamas. <laughs> Galdamas, get up here. Not again. <laughs> You know, damn it! I said, turn it in on time. You're going straight to hell. No, God damn it! Wow, that's uh... yeah. He was assassinated in 1980. Okay, that's the one. That's Romero. That's a martyrdom. Oscar Romero. The two miracles were not required. Got it. And that's straight from a guy who is the go-to guy in this. I would, I would, uh, I would have faith in uh, in your friend Bill Stack. What I told you. Yep, God damn it. Craig writes, today at your neighborhood Trader Joe's, and he says, insert Foghorn here. Why should I insert Foghorn? We're Trader Joe's friendly. I don't go there, but I have nothing against them. I love, I Trader, love Trader Joe's. Joe's. Yeah. What's their yeah. niche? What's, why uh, why are they special? off-brand, uh, but it's quality uh, stuff. There's neat things. You know what they have, too? The cranberry wafer cakes those are awesome i haven't tried those yet. you dip those in your coffee that's enough today at your today at your neighborhood trader joe's i walked through the parking lot to enter the establishment for some snacks in the middle of the lot between parking spaces on both sides i saw one gentleman just standing there then i proceeded to see a car backing out of its space now it's a normal story up to this point Something attracted me to the car, so I looked to the right and saw it was a, a Tesla. Snappy car, although their corporate structure is going through some issues now. Then, <clears throat> one other fact reared its head. There was no one in the car. 
Yes, just as you fear that the software companies will control ownership over your car, I saw a driverless car backing out of that parking space. So I says to the guy, I'm just as impressed with the car as you are impressed. And the guy said, it's easier to back up this way. And sure enough, the Tesla went in reverse, almost bumped the cars parked on the other side of the lot. However, it stopped just in time for the gentleman to board his vehicle and drive away. Well, podcasting men, what do you think or what do you make of them apples? I, I nothing surprised. I want me a anymore. driver in the uh, in the behind the wheel. Uh, and please give a future mention to the email on bike flashing lights on and off problem to weed it out. I don't know what that's referring to. I don't know what that's referring to. Uh, driverless cars, unfortunately, are inevitable, and uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, nothing I can do about it. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely nothing you that's can do about it. it. That's right. I got. It. Okay. 